everyone. I'm Jensine Bard, and welcome to Testimony, where truth is told, lives are changed, and hope is given. Revelation 12:11 tells us that we overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony, a testimony of your story for His glory. Imagine for a moment having to stand in dung to collect a mere pittance of a paycheck or to be labeled a quote blood-sucking bedbug, the meaning of your family name given because of your quote caste or untouchable lot in life and this determined by a cruel society bent on labeling your life as they see it. No hope, no future, only torment and misery, in short, horrific. Then imagine a woman born into the lowest of this caste system, determined to defy the odds, break the curse, and birth a generation of freedom for generations to come, including our next guest, who would miraculously do the same change the legacy and destiny of his own family and then go on to become the inspiration and solution for millions more to do the same. Ladies and gentlemen, would you please welcome for part one of our two-part conversation the man they call, quote, the father of the Smart Village Movement, internationally recognized speaker, author, teacher, global entrepreneur, and so much more. Please welcome a great honor indeed, Professor Solomon Darwin. Professor Darwin, welcome to Testimony. It's uh, great to be here with you. Well, it's a great honor to have you here, sir. Professor Darwin, before we begin, I would like to give a shout out to Marion and Russell Pyle, whose advocacy for your life and work, coupled with our mutual friend and liaison, Jackie Monahan, has made our interview possible, and I thank them and I thank you. First question, can you please explain how you came upon the name Solomon Darwin, how this equates with your faith in Christ today, and the grandmother who would be your inspiration for it all? Solomon Darwin, please tell us your story. Yes, thank you so much for asking that question, and uh, people are amazed when they hear my name. And uh, when I first started here at Haas, the School of Business, when I walked in, um, all the students were expecting a tall Englishman to walk in uh, with a name like Darwin. And uh, people are intrigued by my name. It has Solomon, but it also has Darwin. It's a diabolic name, and there's only one of me in the world. And I think it's destiny that created this, and I certainly believe that God is behind it. Uh, when I was born, my father was an evolutionist. He is a communist. He rebelled against the Indian caste system. He changed his name, and he became a communist to liberate the untouchables. And uh, when he was doing his PhD in, in biology, uh, I was born. And when I was born, he came to the cradle and named me Charles Darwin uh, because he said my son will grow up one day and prove the theory of evolution that there is no such a thing as God in this world. My grandmother was on the other side of the cradle. She said no I don't want that godless name. I want 
him to be named St. Paul because I want him to be a missionary. My father won, but my father later became a Christian. Uh, during his PhD, he began to cough up blood after I was birthed at the university, and the doctors gave him no hope. They said, uh, your lungs are full of pus, and one of the lungs have to be removed immediately, and a good portion of the other lung. And, um, and he had no hope. And he wrote his last uh, testament uh, to my mother, saying that, uh, you know, I have no hope, and please take care of uh, Darwin, and uh, go to uh, a knitting school, learn how to live on your own, uh, because I may not make it. Hmm. My grandmother, on the day of the surgery, uh, who was a Christian, who loved God, the first Christian in our family, she pleaded with him and said, you know, if God could do miracles in my own life and open up my womb at the age of 40 to give you as a gift, as a son, he can surely give you a new lung instantly. My father ignored her because she's uneducated and she, is, uh, she didn't know any science. So he refused. And on the day of the surgery, they're walking together in the hallways of the hospital for the surgery. It's a six-hour surgery. And my father turned back and said goodbye to my grandmother. And my grandmother said goodbye to him. But my father broke down and he began to cry. And my grandmother said, Son, all you have to say is Jesus, and he will heal you. And my father, in that moment of uh, confusion, chaos, and hopelessness, he uttered the word, Jesus. And when he said Jesus, there was like a lightning bolt that entered into his body. His weak body gained so much strength. He stood upright, turned around, went to the doctors, and said, you know, I'm not having surgery. Wow. And they said to him, you are so foolish. We have six months of x-rays showing uh, a deteriorating lung. And uh, this is foolishness on your part and your mother's part. But that day, my father became a Christian. He accepted Jesus because there was a living proof. Rather than finding proof in fossils and dead bones of evolution, he found a, a living proof in his own body. And he walked back to his mother to the dorms. And at nighttime, he even had doubts. But he heard a voice in the, in the middle of the night saying, you're healed. And then he got up and he woke up his mom, who was sitting, sleeping next to him on a mat, and said, did you hear somebody in this room? And she said, no. So my father went out out of the dorm room and he checked all the other rooms. It was summer. All the students went home. Uh, so he came back and repented and he accepted Jesus Christ as his Savior. And then renamed me Solomon Darwin because he did not want to forget. One time he was an evolutionist, Darwin, but he put the wisdom in front of it. And so his name is Solomon Darwin. And that's the history of my name. And uh, my dad is a creationist, and uh, he loves the Lord. And his name, for, you know, is also Solomon. His mother named him Solomon when he was born. So we both have that in common together. Ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to Professor Solomon Darwin. His latest great read, The Untouchable, 
Three Generations of Triumph Over Torment. Professor Darwin, tell us about the caste system in India and what it means to be an untouchable and just how that affected your grandmother and how she overcame it. Yes, it is a tradition in our country that people are grouped into, we believe, in reincarnation. Reincarnation works wonders for people who are in the high caste because they uh, are up there. But in the reincarnation, people get demoted in the ladder and they come down into lesser forms of life like animals or maybe even in the human strata. Maybe the first caste is the priests and then you have the kings and then you have the business people, then you have the servants and then at the very bottom you have subhuman beings called the untouchables, which is a group that I, my family belong to. Uh, we are put in reservations in India where we uh, took care of dung heaps and fecal matter and dead bodies. That's the group that I belong to. Uh, so we need hope and it's hopelessness and we were taught that we are people that deserve our fate because we have committed so many sins in our previous life that is unknown to us that we are born into this caste. And there's no way out. It's a birthright. And uh, my grandmother was one among ten children, and she's a girl, and a liability to her father. And so when boys work in the fields, they earn bread. But uh, women are liabilities because they have to marry them off, and it takes a dowry. So there's a quick way to get rid of them in those days. Either they gave it to the temple priests for uh, as devadasis or maidens of God as an offering, or they give them in child marriages. And sometimes, if they're cruel parents, they even kill them. And in my grandmother's case, she was given in marriage at the age of six to a man who was 20 years older than her. Uh, and she doesn't even remember her marriage. But she grew up in her mother-in-law's house as a servant, serving her hand and foot. But as she became a beautiful young woman, she was not able to bear children and then people didn't want her and she would get up in the morning she was a very strong believer in hinduism and she worshipped a different deity every single day in india we have 330 million deities and she has a great choice every day she would get up in the morning and she would plead to these different deities to say please open up my womb bless me but she was not able to uh, conceive and the sad thing is that her husband, who is 20 years older than her, is the only son in the family to carry on that lineage. And so the in-laws said to her to leave, and she wouldn't leave, so they really beat her up, uh, but she would always come back. And at one time, uh, they selected another woman for the son and asked her to leave. And so she finally left, went across the village to the next village where her father lived, but her father also said to her, you're, you're not a blessing to me, you're barren. Barren women are cursed by the deities. And so he didn't accept her in either because he said, you will be a curse to my family. There are two groups of women that are not allowed in social occasions. A widow whose head is shaven and is not supposed to be seen, and a barren woman is not invited to an occasion because they're cursed. And so
So my grandmother felt that uh, she had no other hope. Her society rejected her. Her in-laws rejected her. Her family rejected her. And the many deities that she was so devoted to every morning in her prayers rejected her. Finally, she did find Jesus through a missionary who saved her from suicide. Ladies and gentlemen, you have been listening to internationally renowned speaker, author, teacher, global entrepreneur, and, quote, father of the Smart Village Movement, Professor Solomon Darwin, whose latest must-read, The Untouchables, Three Generations of Triumph Over Torment, is a must-read. You can learn more about Solomon Darwin's work, ministry, and mission by visiting hopeforpeople.org. That's hope-for-people.org and untouchable at LegacyMediaLab.com and join the movement. Get his book, The Untouchables, and then support this soon-to-be-released major motion picture chronicling three generations of overcoming against all odds. You will be blessed, inspired, and emboldened for life that you did. Professor Darwin, thank you for taking precious time to share just a little of your amazing story and life. We look forward to hearing much, much more next week. God bless you. Thank you, sir. Pleasure. Testimony is a global broadcast made possible by the generous contributions of our valued partners at Gensine Bard Ministries and you, our listening audience. Together, we are reaching souls for Christ, one testimony at a time. If you would like information on how you can support this broadcast with your tax-deductible gift, please visit us at jensinebard.com. That's one word, J-E-N-S-I-N-E-B-A-R-D dot com. And join the conversation at our Facebook page, Testimony with Jensine Bard. Thank you for listening, and please join us again for Testimony. Testimony.